Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our Wonder Women in Business podcast, we give a voice to those women so they can share the stories that are meaningful, moving, and compelling. Today, our guest is Marianne Fleischer of Fleischer Communications. Welcome, Marianne. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, I don't know, Marianne. There are a lot of uh, guests on my show that I don't know personally, but I do know that she lives right here and works right here out of the Bay Area, as do I, so that's very exciting. I'll probably want to meet you for coffee soon. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Marianne? That's always such a big question, you know, you know, what do you, uh, when you've led a long life, you know, where do you begin? So let me, let me try to be brief. I'm a speechwriter and presentations coach. We can stop there. That's one thing to certainly remember. I offer private coaching, which means I, I work with professionals, business leaders, rising stars, all the way to lady line tamers who've uh, <laughs> been a client. Nice. And uh, I do workshops and private coaching. That's that's the short answer. Very nice. So um, I'm perfectly happy if you give us the long answer because I want people to know you as well as um, I do via your bio, which is incredible. So I see that you have a lot of experience in broadcast TV, corporate workshops. Um, you've worked with legal, media, corporate uh, companies, you know, various companies and universities as well. Um, tell me a little bit about what you've done for law firms to start, because I know a lot of my listeners work at law firms. Well, uh, law firms uh, have been a wonderful client. I've, I've uh, probably worked with, I think, 11 law firms now, uh, mostly in the Bay Area, uh, some of the very big ones, and uh, a few of the smaller uh, solo practitioners, but mostly the big ones. And I've spoken at the Marin County Bar Association oh, a couple of months ago. And this month, I'm speaking at the San Francisco Bar Association. And I'm wow. very excited about that. That's awesome. And let me tell it you. It is awesome. I'm really, I'm really just pleased. So pleased. Yeah. The San Francisco Bar Association is a beautiful venue. Um, so that's wonderful. What is your topic there? Well, they, they actually gave me the topic. Usually, I give uh, others the topic. And theirs is how to grow your practice, your law practice, by using public speaking. So not just thinking of yourself as a litigator and as a communicator in court, but really actively getting out there to be a thought leader. Interesting. Very interesting. So um, that's a lot of the business development training and marketing work that I did in-house for years. So I think you have a ripe audience there. They're always hungry to know how to build their reputations. And then to right, and they're not they're not one hundred percent comfortable. You know, remember, and of course, you know, doctors and lawyers were not supposed to promote, and so this has that touch of, am I promoting? But I argue, uh, don't think of it that way. Think of yourself as, what do I know? What do I need to share? And how do I become a thought leader? And one way is speaking and writing about it. Very nice. They love. They do love. Um, being published and being interviewed. Um, I struggle, and I know lawyers struggle with me making them do this, with the interview process, asking questions, asking the client more about their business and industry, understanding the business and industry as well as the client, not just knowing the law. So that's always a challenge. So we need more people like you and me out there sharing these messages and making it easier 
for lawyers to step away from the practice of law and step into the business of law because it's not what it used to be at all, at all. Well, tell me a little more about what you do when you're not working. Well, uh, improv has, has been a hobby of mine. I've loved uh, the challenge of, you know, thinking on your feet with improv and, and making it up in the moment and having to collaborate with people that you, you maybe just met and suddenly make a story, make it real for the audience, and, and if you're lucky, make them laugh. That so, is so, so certainly. awesome. I've never met anyone <laughs> who does improv. That's incredible. Do you do that here in, in the Bay Area? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, and I do, I do improv workshops, let me clarify. I'm not looking to make it my profession. Right. You know, to go on uh, – uh, you know, a talk show, uh, I do it as a workshop, as part of workshops, which is the same thing. We have the audience, but again, it's, it's for us. I think that's fantastic. I think everyone needs to understand how to know themselves well enough to speak, act, do, feel on the fly. I mean, that's real life, isn't it? It's sort of like my podcast we're doing right now. Um, exactly, exactly. And, and Susan, it's also about uh, being okay to fail Improv is a, has wonderful lessons, and one of them is it's okay to, to mess up, and then you just seize the moment and take it in a new direction. That is the most amazing advice, I think, applicable to everyone, everywhere, and every everyone. Country. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, so win or learn, never lose, and failure is nothing but a lesson. So awesome. It is, and work with it. In, in improv, we call it take mistakes as gifts. Take mistakes as gifts. I love Yeah, that. take mistakes as gifts because, you know, most of us come to a speaking situation and we're, we're all hunkered down. Well, I got to say this and gosh, I got to get this across. But in improv, when you screw up, you suddenly work with that. For instance, in my head, I might come into a scene and think I'm the queen of England. But my scene partner says, oh, the pizza delivery boy is here. And then I got to run with that. Wow. Because if I don't, I break the comedy. So I have to tell you that, that what you just said is so powerful for especially litigators because they are so well prepared for court and everything is scripted and they don't deviate. They don't ask open-ended questions. They, they only ask the questions to which they already know the answers. So when it comes to business development, they have to put all that aside and be vulnerable and be ready to ask questions to which they don't know the answers or be asked questions by others to which they may not know the answer. So that's really right. good. Good. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, this sounds like a fun career in looking at your bio, your background sounds really fun. Tell me a little bit about your broadcast television experience. Well, uh, after uh, I went to graduate school and got a master's degree in uh, communications and rhetorical theory, sounds so professorial, I, uh, I thought I was going to be a, a, a teacher, a college teacher. And then I got there and I thought, this is too tame for me. Wow, I love you know, it. You know, business is more interesting. And so you just have to find the creative parts of business, as I know you know. And to me, that's corporate communications. That's executive communications. So you know my degree is exactly the same. So I, I mm. we are really connected in a in a meaningful way. I think that this is I know, fun. and plus we're both from the South. <laughs> yeah, tell me a little bit about that background. Oh, I think you know, people that aren't from the South have a lot of stereotypes. 
but it, bad ones some, sometimes. But but the good thing is, I think Southern people are playful, and That's a great um, word. they are. They just play with language. They play more with each other. And I read some study once that that people live in northern climes. You know, they're not outdoors as much, and they're you know they have to hunker down. When you grow up in a in a warmer climate, you're out there playing. It it loosens you up. I don't know that if it's is, true. I like I, it. I love that analogy. That is great and possibly an explanation because I'll tell Maybe. you. In <laughs> Maybe. In Louisiana, I come from New Orleans, raised in Baton Rouge, left at a young age, but I have a lot of that in me and I have a lot of connections still there. And I know that we, you know, never meet a stranger. When I moved to right. Boston and I lived in a small South Shore community in Boston, I rarely met my neighbors, rarely talked to my neighbors, it, you know, and it's it, a lot to do with the weather. I, I think you're right. They're just more reserved uh, in general, if we're, if we're going to generalize here. So what state are you from in the South? I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Very nice. I love Kentucky. Yeah, I, I yeah. The Kentucky Derby, you know, big hats. You bet. You bet. So did you go to the Kentucky Derby? Did you wear the big hat? I do. I, I have a collection of hats. I love hats. Um, sometimes I go to a black gospel church just to wear the hats. Oh, I, I love, love it. <laughs> we are totally <laughs> meeting for coffee. Um, We're definitely meeting for coffee. For sure, for sure. So tell me, before we get on to um, your proudest professional accomplishment, I just want to talk a little bit about these awesome workshops that I was reading about, your corporate workshops. I love the title, Cool Under Fire. That thank is you. Favorite. Thank you. It took me a, a couple of years to birth the wor workshop as well it should and to birth the title, but it's, uh, it's really meaningful because it's really about, obviously, it's presentation skills and public speaking and writing for the spoken word, but it's also about thinking on your feet. What do you do if they cut your time short? What do you do if an adversary stands up and starts to, you know, take over your meeting? You know, how do you handle tough questions, the Q&A part, not just what you prepared? Right. And so that's what I get into in both lecture, exercises, case studies, improv, you know, whatever will save the day. I have to say that once again is uh, a life lesson. I think everyone in every profession needs to learn that. My 18 year old, I was about to say 17 year old, he just turned 18 in May, always reminds me, um, he, he'll say, mom, calm is the samurai's greatest weapon. So mm -hmm. I love that and that's what this cool under fire reminds me of, to know thyself, know yourself well enough so when that surprise comes your way it doesn't totally throw you off your game your game is your real authentic self so there's no put on there's no uh, put off you know so that's really that, that's not it's well said that's well said yeah sometimes when I'm really angry I remind him that the samurai carries a really big sword <laughs> yeah 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 I love the word freelance I like to think of the word freelance the freedom the creativity but the lance part you know yeah you gotta go go do battle sometimes there you go there you go so um you sound like you'd be an amazing coach an amazing um trainer teacher advisor uh well, thank you that. thank you I, I I love coaching I like I uh, do private coaching and workshops, and I, 
uh, you know, I like both. They, they're very, uh, it, it's, it's satisfying to move the needle with someone. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. So what has been your proudest professional accomplishment? Hmm. Well, I think certainly uh, when I became a TV newscaster, that was, that was very, um, that was very satisfying. And that's pretty uh, awesome. It was, and it's, you know, it's, it's what the culture also admires that. And so you get inner satisfaction, but you get, oh, well, that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. And so um, you might be having a terrible day, but you can go to a party and mention that and people go, oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. so I have to say that's what jumped out to me on your bio. I mean, you have a lot of great. Yeah, it's, but it's human nature. Say, it's human nature. Yes, I mean, so certainly that, and I think, uh, well, creating my my cool under fire workshops, and then a couple of other workshops that I do. Also, I have another one called um, um, "How Women Lead." I, I'm sorry, speak out how women lead. Nice. Tell me about that. Cause you know, I work with women all the time. I'm all about lifting women. Right. Um, well, I really, uh, get into, well, the, the nitty gritties of, of, you know, really what's going on. Uh, and we, I, I, I divided into the language of influence, mental prep and what if scenarios. Ah. And, by mental prep, I, I, I got into something, things like, why do women sometimes play down their power around men? Yes. You know, so often we do that, gosh, I don't know, what do you think? Uh-huh. You know, we, we soften our point so uh, others feel more comfortable or we're less threatening. We hedge our bets. We, uh, you know, we give into cultural family expectations. We just play down. And, playing uh, small serves no one. Women playing, playing small, small, especially. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. And, and we just need to lose. I mean, we can start easy by just watching the girly language that you use. You know, sorry, does this make sense? Oh, my. Or, what you know, are we qualifying, doing? always qualifying. I was just wondering, I may be wrong, but. Oh, my goodness. You're killing me. My ears are bleeding. <laughs> I know we're really too alike. It's sort of uh, weird. You're spot on though. You're spot on. Tell me a little bit about the train the trainer workshops. Well, um, I really just try to, you know, it always starts with audience analysis. Who's in the audience. If I'm dealing with, with people who are colleagues who have to train other people, then I always, you know, twist it. I mean, not twist it, uh, uh, slant it to what they need, which is, you know, how do you control? Well, it's always a big question is we know so much. So how do you take, find that tight narrative thread right. that will work for that audience on that Tuesday? I call it the thread line. Exactly what you said. I call it the thread, <laughs> what is the thread line throughout our story or how do we create a narrative that fits this particular scenario? And the fact that you do, improv is super helpful in that uh, regard it does it does help because it makes you um, uh, abandon your darlings if they're not working in the moment and Total just really play to what works 
total Kentucky woman right there. Abandon your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your comfort yeah. zone. Step outside of your comfort zone. Abandon your darlings. Do you mind if I snag that phrase and use it at my next event? Well, just give me credit and you can have it. I will not only give you credit, I will invite you to be my guest and you come for oh, free with me. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I'll let you stand up, talk about who you are, what you do, and share a little bit. Um, it'll be in the Bay Area next month, so I'll let you know after we're offline. Um, but Sounds you great. Sound fabulous. Let me ask you this. Um, everything I do is to support women in business who are committed to lifting other women. Um, I say ditch the B word. You know, don't be that insecure person that creates drama and is a prima donna at work. That just shows your own insecurities. But instead, those women who are really empowered and ready to help other women do the same, I love to shine a light on them. But how do you, um, you know, believe we might be able to lift one another up? How do you advise other women to support each other? Well, you know, the quick handle is advise, introduce, hire. You know, be willing it. to, you know, advise when someone asks you, um, but also, you know, when you're more mature in your career, you don't have time for everything. So I always ask them, get your questions ready, do your homework on me, and then come with questions. And I'll, you know, I'm happy to talk. Um, introduce. Awesome. I'm going um, I'm to put that in our blog. Everyone who listens knows that I write a blog about the guest and then insert the podcast into the blog. And I creatively call it a blogcast. But I'm going to put that in, uh, advise, introduce, and hire. That's very powerful. I love it. Just straight to what's most important right there. Um, yeah, I, just cut to the trace, you know, do that. The and then as I talked earlier, um, you know, lose the girly language, you know, watch when you're playing down your power, you know, when you're, when you're saying those, those sentences that, you know, well, actually, I have a question. Lucy, actually, ask the question. Right. So watch our qualifiers. Yeah, I love it. You're speaking my language. So, um, <laughs> yeah, one thing I, I share with my audience is, what's the difference between assertive and aggressive? And the answer is oh. gender. It's just the answer is what? Gender. Men can say a statement oh. that's bold <laughs> right. and right. strong, and they're seen as a leader. But a woman says the same statement, and she's seen as a b-word. So yes, well, yeah, we're well, we have to just though. move that conversation past that. That is just old news. Just, but we just, need to. We're still working on that. The type. I know. Bias, oh my God, it's awful. So what is? I know you're right. I know you're right. Yeah. I'm too optimistic. Yeah. What's been your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? Well, um, after I've had success uh, in the South and the Midwest and, and working in television and was a newscaster, et cetera, producer, I moved to L.A. Um, to write for sitcoms, thinking, well, I have this background, you know, just do it. Just go jump in. And well, of course, I went there and and I was told, yeah, you and, you know, a hundred other people are knocking on my door. Would you like to be a secretary and work your way up? Uh, I was so offended. I'm you know, sure. We'll be an admin, you know, at least you'll be in. And it just, you know, it sort of blew me away that I had lost my status. You so know, I'd written scripts and tried to sell them, but, you know, nobody was, nobody was buying. Let's be clear to the audience. There's nothing wrong with being an admin, but when you're a, an executive, it's not okay to be 
uh, tasked with admin duties. Um, yes, that, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for for catching that. I, I didn't didn't mean that. It's just it's exactly what you said. No, we know, we know. I just want to put it on the record because you know some people can be. Don't send me any hate oh. mail. <laughs> thank you, thank you for catching that. Absolutely. So I'm glad that you didn't take that job that was far beneath your capabilities and that you know <laughs> your worth and you know your value and you stuck through it. And we are here with you today in San Francisco. Um, so let me ask you this. What is something that even the people who know you may not know about you? What's a surprising fact about you? Well, for some, it's the improv and, uh, well, here's one. Um, I was commissioned to paint a, a, a giant 10-foot uh, mural wow. um, uh, on a building. And um, that's something I'd never done before and never done after. That's incredible. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? How random. I mean, are you an artist? So random. Yeah. So random. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've always liked to draw and I you know, like to paint faux painting and stuff. But I... I was just at the right place at the right time, and they were tearing down this one building and building another, and they wanted to, a com com uh, they wanted to capture what their history had been. So I, so I went through their archives, and I found these old newspaper clippings and, and old photographs, and I embedded them in kind of an abstract faux painting on a wall of, of who they'd been. That's incredible. And then on the, <laughs> was this for a city or a company? It, it was actually for the uh, San Francisco Jewish Community Center. Amazing. I know a lot of folks yeah. that are involved there. It's a great organization with many great locations. Um, I've been invited to speak there before. Uh, I would love if you could find a picture of your work. We'll include that in the blogcast. Well, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to hunt that down. But uh, there was a second part to it just briefly. On the other wall... I did kind of a um, wailing wall and asked them to, uh, I, I got some cork, I sent away to Portugal and got some cork and then I asked people to embed little messages like the wailing wall in Israel oh, of what they sweet. hoped their, the new building would be. Wow. Talk so about. It was just wonderful. It was just, yeah. it was just wonderful. Deeply, deeply meaningful. And what a surprising fact. I mean, I think that's a, star you know that's a star <laughs> in your in your universe of stars so if people want to reach you or know more about what you do or have you come in to train their attorneys or their corporate executives or anyone who needs you know to improve their public speaking skills how would they reach you well just uh go to my website or linkedin page uh, linkedin is just like everyone's linkedin marianne fleischer and then my website Oh, and the spelling is M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E-F-L-E-I-S-C-H-E-R. Uh, and my website is just fleischercom.com. So F-L-E-I-S-C-H-E-R-C-O-M-M.com. I will put all of that in writing in the blogcast so people can just click a link and find your webpage. Um, so let me ask you one last question before we say our goodbyes, and then we will um, hang up, but I'll definitely follow up with you right after on a few ideas that I have for, for you. Um, I want to ask you the professional groups that you're involved in. Let's give a shout out to those professional groups. 
Well, I'm uh, a member of Provisors, which is a professional networking group. Uh, they're in about 10 cities, I think, uh, in America, and uh, that's been a wonderful group. Um, I'm part of the improv, Applied Improv Network, which is people who do improv for business, not for theater, but to you know train people to wow. think on their feet. And um, those what are is kind of my, my big Area, ones. And I go ahead. What, what is Bay Area Consultants Network? Oh yes, um, that's just a, a group uh, based in Marin that are people that are all consultants, and and I'm a consultant, so um, you know they just have good meetings and speakers and yummy breakfasts. <laughs> I love that. You always got to feed the people. So I think that you and I connected through Provisors. I'll just give a big shout out to Provisors and Matt Toledo and uh, Krista and all the folks here in San Francisco Bay Area whom I know and love. Matt's in LA, but um, it's a great group, I think. And I love their Troika. And I think that your advice on advise, introduce, and hire is super powerful. I'm going to put that in our blogcast. And I think this has been a very helpful, um, I feel like I'm sort of talking to myself today. Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> I feel like I'm sort of talking to myself too. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's charming and weird. Oh, and by the way, one last connection. My husband has his MBA from UMass Amherst. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah. Well, look how the lines connect. Totally, totally. Well, this has been a pleasure. And everyone, thank you for tuning in and listening. Reach out to Marianne Fleischer, and I'll soon be sharing the link to the blog cast. So look for that on social media as well as on my website and probably Marianne's as well. Have a good day, and thank you so much for listening, everyone. Bye-bye.